0: Welcome to another episode of the Music City Drive-In. I am your host, Ricky Valero. On today's episode, I've got a special one for you. I sat down and talked to former mayor of Paradise and one of the key members of the National Geographic documentary coming out this week, Rebuilding Paradise, former mayor Woody Colton. We sat down and talked about the film, talked about the rebuilding of the community, and so much more. So enjoy the interview with Mr. Colton. Ricky. How are you today, sir? I'm good, man. How about you? Not too bad. Not too bad. It's a, it's it's rainy here in Nashville, but outside of that, just a, a normal oh, wow. day, I guess. <laughs> um, first off, thank you so much for uh, doing this interview. Um, I'm very sure. excited about this. This uh, documentary was was kind of it kind of caught me completely off guard. It you know I wasn't sure what to expect from it, but it it was. Uh,
1: oh, you got to see it
0: then. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, it, it's. It's really life changing, in my opinion, and we'll, I guess we can get more into that in a little bit. Um, I guess my first question for you is: Can you take me just through a little bit of that day, whenever it happened, and and kind of what was your thought process going through that whole thing?
1: Well, uh, you know, the day started off. I worked about uh, fifteen miles away down in the valley in Durham. And when I got to work at 7 a.m., I saw the, the smoke cloud and had a scanner. So I knew that the fire at 7.15 was already in behind the hospital. And I called my wife and told her I would come back into town and help her get her and my daughter out. So I drove back into town at uh, about 20 after 7 that morning. And, uh, you know, at my, we were at our home at uh, – 7 30 quarter to 8 and the fire was in the neighbor's yard there was fire throughout town the wind was horrendous flames were blowing sideways embers everywhere so we uh, were in separate vehicles because I had to go pick up my daughter in a different part of town and uh, we started making the journey out and by that early in the morning there were just tens of thousands of people on the road all the roads were just gridlocked and uh, fire was just moving around everywhere uh, and it took five hours to get out of town. So, you know, as my daughter and I sat in my truck. And my wife was alone in her car. We got separated. All the cells towers burned up. So there was no phone service. There was no commu- communication or anything. And, uh, you know, it was horrendous. People thought we were going to die. Everybody I know that had to evacuate and was trapped in town
0: in gridlock thought they were going to die. Yeah, and watching those opening moments of the documentary, you get that real vibe, you know, those video recordings of yeah. of what transpired and you you feel like you're in that driver's seat and it's a very right. emotional moment early on in the film, you know, between a son and a father, a, a father who, you know, I'm a father myself, so understanding trying to stay calm and try to explain to your son that, you know, everything's going to be okay when in actuality you you really don't know and that's it's one of those no, things you don't. You have no clue what's going to yeah. happen.
1: Yeah, you know, it was, and my daughter and I were on a different road. There's only three roads leading out of town, uh, they're going downhill. And there's one road leading out of town going uphill and that's it. And we had, uh, you know, 30,000 people filling those roads up. We were on a separate road, but we had the same experience. Once we got, uh, to a place where the sky could be in black and was blue, we knew we were safe.
0: Yeah, it's, it's traumatizing to think about that. So for me, one of the things that I w- when I was watching it was I was like, you know, I've never been through something like this in, in my life. So I couldn't even begin to understand. But since you have. So when you go back and you start to uh, film some of these, you start doing some interviews and you start going back to these places. Um, what was it like to kind of relive those moments? And I know it's still like, you know, you're, it's still rebuilding, you know, I know it's still not completely sure. back to where it was, but what is it like to kind of live through it kind of all over again through the documentary?
1: Well, it, you know, we were fortunate that, um, you know, they came and showed us the film before we went to Sundance and then we were all flown to Sundance. Those of us that are in it and for that premiere there. And, um, so you know now i've seen the film seven or eight times there are still parts of the film that that uh, uh, bring about tears and there's there's also um you know uh a a lot of things that uh, um, it's not the fire part those things trigger the feelings that you had that day but we're, we're 20 months down the road and i've moved beyond all that so that's not quite the issue anymore you know but it's the other things it's like it's the graduation it's uh it's seeing burke talk about the cherry trees in his family's backyard and this young man going to want to come back and rebuild his home you know those are the things that, that get me emotionally now but every time we see it and then we did an interview yesterday with nightline and michelle and i and uh she did hers at the school i did at my, at my home and but i went to the school when she was doing her interview and as soon as we saw each other we hugged in spite of the virus and everything and uh you know i i got teared up just watching her uh talk about that graduation and stuff you know so it it you know it's uh it, it keeps happening you know
0: is it Was it a little bit therapeutic for some parts of it? Obviously, I know you said you still get kind of emotional through certain aspects, which is totally understandable because for me personally, sure. I mean, I cried like a baby during 95% of it just watching it because of the raw emotion and it captures things so vividly right right in your face. So was it kind of a therapeutic experience as well?
1: yeah yeah i think that the film and and i've told a lot of my friends uh, you know there are people that still have not returned to town since the fire there are people i know that are living in chico uh that that can't even come back up on the hill it just it just it is too traumatizing for them and uh you know everything looks different now uh you know a lot of the trees are gone and the landscape's different but the community's still here the spirit of the community is still here you know i go to the same uh my bank survived and the tellers that i worked with pre-fire are still there the same store clerks you know uh, there is some normalcy here and even though things look different and it, it's a smaller population we still have that same uh community spirit and i tell people that that haven't come back or haven't seen the film yet, that I think it's worth watching um, because I think it's healing, you know, for a
0: lot of people. Absolutely. So uh, the theme of the documentary for me, you could you could have spun that so many different ways, but the one thing that I felt was pivotal and very important was the way that it was kind of directed in the way of showing showcasing the community, not it was you know the first part of it when you watch it it's about the fire and what happened but for me the second half and maybe even beginning of the, the first part of the documentary it's about changing the narrative of kind of what the outsiders like myself see on the news and it's more of a focus on the banding of the community and building up together and and how strong even though how hard it was you guys still kept it together the best you could to try to build that community back up to, you know, at least to where it is right now.
1: Yeah, well, and, and that was Ron's whole thing when we were Sundancer. when you tell people why you made the film and, and what it was all about. It's not about the fire and it's not about global warming. It's about what do you do when the cameras are gone? When you are completely wiped out and devastated, be it a hurricane, an earthquake, a fire, or whatever it is, when your entire world is wiped out, you know, how do you get back up and keep going? Why do you get back up and keep going? You know, and it's about problem solving. It's about you know that's the thing. The, the, those of us that are here, and you know, uh, come back here. James Gallagher, or assemblyman said it at a meeting when this some crazy woman wanted to know why we would be allowed to rebuild here. The thing is, the people. This town's over 100 years old. The people that live here, the people that are here now, the people that are came, coming back here, we're here because we want to be here. This is our home. And so, when the government throws a throws you a, an obstacle, or you know, be it the local government or the federal government, you just you find a worker around you just plow through it you just don't take no for an answer You just keep moving you know it's your home it's it's where you're safe it's you know it's where you live you know and you the, the 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 topography can change but the spirit you know doesn't change
0: what was one of the biggest things that you learned from the entire process from start to
1: finish uh you have to be tenacious you have to you have to ask questions and a lot of times you don't know what questions you to ask a lot of people got really screwed by their insurance companies and stuff because they didn't know what questions to ask uh, you know there's a, so that's that's one and, and the thing i share with everybody because part of what ron's whole thing was uh about, you know, be engaged in your community, belong to the PTA. be involved in your local government or in school boards and stuff. And one of the things that that I'm telling everybody, the simplest thing you can do, no matter where you live, no matter what natural catastrophe could befall you, because you never know when it's going to happen. You always think it won't happen to me, but it can happen to anybody at any time. If your gas tank is half empty, fill it up. Because we were stuck on a road with fire on both sides of us for five hours. And, you know, there was no way to go around anybody. There was no way to move. You know, there was tens of thousands of us. And people ran out of gas. And when you run out of gas, now the guy behind you can't get out. And you've got to get out and run for your life. You know, so it's a simple thing. You know, just think. Don't drive around on empty if you got a half a tank of gas, fill it up, because you never know if a hurricane, a tornado, an earthquake, some you know it could be, whatever a catastrophe could happen, and you're stuck in your vehicle trying to escape. Uh, you don't want to run out of gas.
0: It's kind of crazy that you has said that, and this is completely off off kilter a little bit. But for me personally, like I'm I'm one of those people that. Likes to to ride around on his gas, just ride it until you know until I feel like I need it anymore, and that kind of changes my perspective and vision on that because you're right, you never know what's going to transpire, you never know what kind of things going to alter the course of the actions of what you're doing on a day to day basis. So that's that that hits me to my core personally. Um,
1: Yeah, I woke up that morning, went to work like normal. Everybody was doing their normal. Our life was gone everything's gone there was nothing to go back to you know i mean it happens that quick and you never know when or how, and it's not going to happen to everybody but you never know if it's going to happen you know okay. and, and and the thing about the gas tank you know back it says in the movie like i got the town the town well, well back when i was still uh, drinking alcoholic and all that stuff you know i had a friend a good friend of mine that, and i was always hustling two dollars from somebody to get my gas tank off empty You know, and this friend of mine one time, he says, you know, he says, it's a paradigm shift. You can put two dollars in your gas tank to get it off empty or you can put two dollars in your gas gas tank to top it off. And ever since he told me that 35, 40 years ago, you know, that's what I do. I keep it topped off. My wife that day, she's like you. She drove around with She had less than a quarter tank of gas. She was all alone. She had no cell service. And just before her cell service went out, she called her son down in the Bay Area and said goodbye because she absolutely thought she was going to die.
0: Wow. Wow. Um, one, one, one last question before you go. Sure. Um, and this one for me, it's a, when people watch Rebuilding Paradise, what do you want people to take away from it?
1: other than keeping their gas tank full, <laughs> uh, yes, sir. <laughs> you know, you know, I, it, it's like, um, you just got to keep going, you know, L- life is short and, and we never know, you know, we never know when we're going to check out or how, so live each day to the fullest, try to stay positive, you know, um, the beauty of of rebuilding paradise and the beauty of where i live and it's it's like this in so many uh small towns across america you know it's it's you know say hi to your neighbor get to know your neighbor you know um you, you know we're all just human beings on this planet trying to do the best we can and, and so be a part of your community you know um we're here because we all care about one another and that's what helps when i got to my home that morning at 7 uh, seven thirty, my neighbor lady was about 70 years old her car battery was dead you know i had jumper cables in my car truck and i was able to jump her car and she was able to get out with her life and uh you know the, the 85 people that died some of them ran out of gas some of them didn't have their battery you know there were a number of reasons why you know but um, that's all I mean just know your community be a part of it you know that was part of Ron's message in Sundance was be engaged you know belong to your local garden club or PTA or you know be involved with the the community you live in
0: absolutely absolutely thank you so much for your time today Um, I can't wait for everybody I'm sure just like you to see this documentary because it's very powerful it's very moving and I think it could inspire people for years to come, for sure. So thank you so much.
1: Well, yeah, we well, sure hope so. Thanks for the call. And, uh, and you guys, everybody back in Nashville or wherever you're at, uh, be well.
0: Thank you so much, sir. Have a great day.
1: You too.